feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> Tis the season, Eric. Tis the season. Uh, yes, today we are reviewing Home Sweet Home Alone, directed by Dan Mazur, uh, starring Ellie Kemper, Rob Delaney, Archie Yates, uh, Kenan Thompson, uh, Pete Holmes, Chris Parnell, uh, and more. Uh, Eric... <laughs> Uh, happy you, disney plus day so much happy disney plus I, day. I wore this shirt for nothing really yeah yeah um home sweet home alone was part of the big disney plus day drop where uh disney plus had a bunch of new content when it came to new films new behind the scenes stuff uh they did a big tweet thread which um was interesting about new announcements and things like that you guys can check out uh, eric and i's conversation about disney plus day uh over on the conversations channel uh, we did a little bit of a chat on all the announcements, Marvel stuff, some, uh, you know, other Disney things. So go check that out for all of our thoughts there. But yes, this was part of that uh, big drop. A sequel um, sort of uh, reboot. It takes um, place in the, in the uh, Kevin McAllister universe. universe. Yeah, the, M- the M- MCU, McAllister yeah. <laughs> Cinematic Universe. Uh, Eric... I know you have some thoughts on uh, this movie, um, and I—it's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. There are my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, there's probably not much to say. Again, it's a kids' movie, but um, we can get right into it. Uh, I don't even know if we need to give a plot synopsis because guess what? If you've seen the first Home Alone, it's that, but uh, worse. <laughs> yeah, and this is also the six film within the the banner of the home alone mm-hmm. canon i i mean i've seen the first three and the third one was the first that i saw in theaters and then four and five are direct to video movies and i think one of them was like a tv movie but all of them are available on disney plus to watch in case you which, need to binge all all of them after yeah. watching uh home sweet home alone in hell um, I watched uh, Home Alone 3 again, which I hadn't done in quite some time. I don't time. even know if I've seen Home Alone 3. I definitely haven't watched any of the direct to, uh, you know, DVD ones that they released. But I, I haven't either. The third it, one is still Kevin McAllister. They just recast him, right? No, no, it's oh. not. So Alex oh. D. Lindsay, who's probably okay. best known as Max Keebler uh, from uh, – or Max Keeble from Max Keeble's Big, Big Move. Big Move, baby. Um is the kid in this and it's and it's just basically the same premise where instead of the the family leaving him for the holidays he's sick at home with the chicken pox and it actually weirdly it's not a good movie but it weirdly has something to say about sort of um how people are treated by their employers because both mom and dad have to go to work like dad christmas yeah yeah like mom is always kind of being uh sort of asked to go into the office when she's looking after um alex's character because he's uh homesick with chicken pox and he ends up basically having to save the day when these five international thieves are after a uh a microchip that basically could uh spell the end of the world and so he's the one kind of Oh, I think the, I have city, seen this. Actually, it's yeah. it's it, it's interesting looking back at it because welcome to our review of Home Alone three, everyone. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, just before we get into Home Alone, you know, Home Sweet Hell. I mean, whenever we do called. one of these sequel reviews, we do kind of cover the entire. Yeah, franchise, yeah. Right? But with that third one, I think it's probably best 
known for like it's one of Scarlett Johansson's first films, and like it's really right, early for her. Right. Um, and then also like it's funny seeing people like uh Larry Von uh Dolan, who's probably best known um for Twin Peaks fans, as Harold Smith. Um, the kind of shut in guy who's uh, agoraphobic who keeps Laura's uh, diary uh, and he was also in Electric Dreams and then you have all these character actors like uh, David Thornton and Pat Healy uh, in, in a really small uh, supporting role uh, as well but but again like it's not a great movie Isn't or anything French Stewart in one of them maybe I don't know but it wasn't <laughs> this one it wasn't I, I don't know maybe four or five Malcolm McDowell is in part right five, the Halloween so. one right wasn't there like a Halloween Home Alone, I think? Which is weird because it almost feels like the whole point of them is to make like the kids version of Die Hard, right? Which is, you uh-huh. know, the holiday kind of film. But with uh, Home Sweet Home Alone, <laughs> you just like watching this movie is fascinating because I think it's everything that's wrong with not only kids movies, but also with sort legacy of creating sequels. legacy sequels and sort of coasting on nostalgia because it takes you know, the, the classic sort of tropes of what Home Alone is known for. And it just basically is presenting them again in a way that it's like, okay, if you're familiar with the franchise or the first movie specifically, you know, we'll go through the motions of what this is, um, but we won't give you any more or give you any extra development. So like even with Archie Yates, who's playing, you know, this British expat living in the U S with kind of a, a, a mixed family of American and British also in Chicago. Cause this type of thing only happens in Chicago. Exactly. And in, into basically entitled rich white people yeah, yeah. Um, as well. And, and like, again, like there's barely any time to get to know any of the family. Uh, as soon as they, they leave to Tokyo, you know, like it's, it's, it's that kind of situation where he wishes his family were gone. They disappear. But on top of that, what's different here is that you're spending more time with the quote unquote antagonists of the film. And unlike the wet bandits or the sticky bandits, as they'll become known in the second film, um, they're not criminals. In fact, they're they're very sympathetic, actually. <laughs> decent people <laughs> yeah. that are having to sell their home, uh, played by uh, uh, Ellie Kemper. And um, I always want to say uh, uh, it's Rob Delaney, but I was going to yeah. say Andrew Daly. Andrew Daly's also in this movie in a weird, like, so, sort of small cameo as uh, uh, Archie Yates' dad, who he really has nothing to do in the film. But yeah, Rob Delaney and, and, and Ellie Kemper are basically the um harry and marv of this film but instead of um you know ransacking homes they're basically after uh this doll that they believe that archie yates's max has <laughs> stolen, stolen yeah. which you know they're the whole this whole film they're a middle class on- family that's kind of struggling and they need to sell their home because they can't afford uh yeah so ellie kemper's a teacher yeah. and and rob delaney's an it guy he keeps saying that he's a, a data uh migrant uh, yeah. uh manager but the cloud's I- ruining his job yeah yeah Funny. and those are the kind of jokes that are that are brought in throughout the film and then uh keenan thompson is a, is a realtor that's trying to help that help out with the kind of the move and um Rob Delaney and Ellie Kemper haven't told their kids yet that they're they're selling the home. So this then, doll could help them get money to save their house. Yeah, this weird, creepy, like European doll with his like, a defect his gets them. It's very rare, so they could sell it for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and save their house. And so during um, an open house, it supposedly goes the missing. shithead fucking kid. 
yeah and and so they think that 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 archie's max has stole him and 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 you know as these movies ensue a simple conversation could have solved you know this whole dilemma but unfortunately it doesn't and so uh archie Yates's character believes that he needs to protect himself and the home and again, you shoot know, them a, with thumbtacks. A, a, a jigsaw disciple is horrific. Born. <laughs> horrific. Yeah, the, um, the, that was the one thing that, like, out of all the traps, I was thinking, like, the 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 thumbtacks. If that were to go into somebody's eye, like, just anything, how, everything yeah. this kid does, like Nevis, I laughed. Um, it was so. Kevin McAllister like, does horrible. Nevis things as well. hid her eyes right. at one point, and I I couldn't stop laughing because I'm like only in a, like I just thought it was so funny and like a couple of things. That's how brutal this kid treats these people. And I think like you know, there's not much to talk about, you know, the plot and and, and different things like that. And but the one thing I had a huge issue with, and I know you hate the movie. I don't hate it. Um, I watched it. I'll never think about it again. And I you just got through like, it though which I'm impressed yeah. with because Dan Mazur also directed Dirty Grandpa, which I know you love oh, the couldn't. theater. Yeah, great. What a what a thespian. Um I <laughs> I um I thought that you know what I'm a sucker for, you know, holiday movies. I you know the Home Alone movies are are very nostalgic to me. Uh again, even if I didn't watch any of the directed DVD ones, but I'm like, okay, they're bringing it back, Disney Plus. Like, um, you know, I'm in the holiday spirit. We're midway through November, Christmas music starting to play. I'm a big Christmas guy. Like I I'll watch mostly any crappy Christmas movie just on in the background. So I'm like, okay, I'm in the mood for some Home Alone um reboot. Um and I thought it was again, it's a bad movie. I'm not arguing for any of it but like i didn't hate my time with it but what i did have a huge problem with is the portrayal of the quote-unquote villains of the movie because part of the fun in the first you know two home alone movies even as an adult when you do understand the violence this this child is committing on these humans yeah it's like and that that would kill them in real life yeah uh, there's a great video i forget who who did it is it mark roper or or someone well, there's YouTube. a doctor yeah. who talks about yeah. like all it the would injuries kill them. sustained. Yeah. yeah, and it would kill them. Um, and I guess as an adult, you feel that pain and that visceral pain a bit more as you're watching these movies. But because, you know, one, Joe Pesci is so great. Uh, two, the Sticky Bandits. Well, Daniel Stern, too. Daniel I, Stern I is fantastic, like, yeah. too. Both of them together are great. And they are bad guys, right? Yeah. They're bad people. Like, they're, they're basically just want to rob from uh, these people, even if they're rich. And there's a commentary to be made there. And I think this movie tries to do that but then does not succeed at it at all um but you kind of take pleasure because you know okay these guys kind of deserve what they're getting so you're like okay um they're trying to take advantage of this kid they're trying to even hurt this kid like it's fine that this kid is 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 you know, literally murdering these guys. Um, and also Kevin McAllister, kind of a shithead as well, but there's some growth throughout the movie and he's still a shithead in number two and he's kind of not a great kid, but at least like... But you can see where he's coming yeah. from in terms of like with sort of the family gathering before they go off to to, to France. No where, paying attention like, to him. And, or even, um, you know, like with the, the kind of the big altercation between him and Buzz, you yeah. know, with him getting, you know... With him not being able to get one piece of pizza and like you know, and his uncle being an asshole, to Uncle him. Frank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like you can understand it. From and there's some growth by the end of the movie, right? There's none there, of that in no. This. And then like so, there's no family stuff with that character. No, you just don't care. And they just try to mimic moments from the first movie with the big 
family and, and everything like that. And it just doesn't work. But then you get to the point where you, you see these two people, uh, Pam and Jeff McKenzie, and you're, you kind of just feel, you know, you feel for them. You're like, okay, like that, that's brutal. Like he lost his job. She works as a teacher. They can't make their mortgage. They just want to get this doll back um to to you know make some money and be able to keep their home so like when it gets to the climax of the movie and i think there's a nugget of cleverness there of okay what if, what if they weren't bad people and they were just trying to get this thing back and it's a big misunderstanding with this kid who the kid based on when he hears them talk thinks that they are this the wet bandits thinks they are bad guys they're after him specifically because they keep referring to the ugly boy yeah which is the 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 doll but then even that's really a mean-spirited joke as well but then on top of that in terms of your 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 mentioning of commentary there with like you know the rich and uh, the poor stealing from the rich you have the poor being tortured by the rich because archie yates's character comes from and that's what i mean eric family and and that's what i'm uh, uh is really hard to enjoy and even for children who won't necessarily understand that they're just going to see you know two people like like the wet bandits slip fall hit all the same gags from the first movie uh you know hit their head on things slip get uh, a pool ball in the head like they're gonna laugh at that stuff but as an it's adult comically cartoonish it, stuff yes kids, it's slapsticky yeah. you know it's 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 Kids, very young kids who aren't won't understand what we're talking about will laugh at that stuff. Yeah, well, there's um, a scene where Archie Yates is watching Wiley Coyote yeah. uh, in a car, and that's, and that's kind of what it's tunes. mimicking. Yeah, yeah. And so, as an adult watching it, um, it's really frustrating because you, because you're like, okay. These people aren't doing a great thing. They are breaking into this person's house, um, and they don't necessarily know if the doll's even there. However, they are good people. So when you see them get brutally attacked by this child for a good 30 minutes of the movie in, in you know, the, la- the last act. It's pretty sadistic. It's, it's sadistic and it's not funny and it's it's actually uncomfortable to the point where you're like, these people don't deserve this. And like it's it's hard to watch at times. And, and I think that's the most frustrating thing is like they're really just – and I get it's a kids movie, everyone. You can be like, Matt, you're 33. Like this, this isn't necessarily for you. But Eric, you put it well. But you're like, kids even deserve better, right? Like the best yeah. kids movies we talk about all the time from Pixar and other places are those things that can have that fine balance of being, you know, great for children, can have fart jokes, can have slapsticky stuff, and that adults might even laugh at because you know I like stupid comedy sometimes. Admittedly, too. I, like- I will I will say this, and I hated myself for doing it. I did laugh at one fart joke when they're climbing up the wall and <laughs> Rob Delaney's character. Everyone likes a good fart joke. It's so bad, but I laughed And at that's that. fine. Even the smartest people in the world will like a good fart joke. Um, but the thing is, is like, you need to have that balance of like, you know, kids movies should also teach kids about life and things like that. Even if they're not old enough to kind of understand it when they're watching it for the first time, but there's going to be a whole group of kids that are super young. Like we were when the first home alone came out that are probably going to enjoy this because it's silly and the adults are getting, you know, uh, hit in the face with things and and stuff like that. And then they're going to go back and watch it later and go, Oh fuck! Like this is brutal. Like uh, this is like and it's again, mean. It's, it's so mean, it's yeah. so cruel to watch. And I keep thinking about this now that we're talking about it. That again, the Archie Yates character comes from a place of privilege, where you have these two 
you know, grownups who are decent enough people that maybe are making a mistake and, and approaching the situation wrong instead of, you know, going through different channels in order to, to correct the situation or, or, or just having a conversation. Yeah. But seeing somebody who has everything given to them that is maybe having a quote unquote bad time, um, torturing somebody that is of the working class the way that this kid does is horrible and then even the mom as well at the beginning of this movie when they kind of first meet them because they're at this open house to, to go to the washroom again like even that feels so like you know th- there's this hierarchy where it's like oh we're we're above you we're going to use your washroom and leave and then also you know the kid will ask for this drink which is this recurring joke orange throughout soda, yeah. um and the then orange like, to the air even the, the airport. yeah <laughs> uh even the mom uh played by uh, uh b uh ashling um or ashling b pardon me um she is you know, they're trying to do the Catherine O'Hara thing, but she comes off as so entitled and also racist uh, in one sequence where she's trying to get back home and she's in the Tokyo right, airport. airport and, yeah. and there's one scene where, um, you know, she's speaking English slowly to, you know, an attendant there. And, and you're just like, oh, movie like this is really, really mm-hmm. bad. And and the character, none of the characters are likable with the exception of rob delaney and ellie kemper and it's just weird because you you see the perspective in in, in the film from the point of view of kevin McAllister. even when you know there are a couple of scenes with uh harry and marv you know kind of doing their thing it's still very much from kevin's point of view this feels like it's more from the point of view of your two adults than the kids and i know that was them trying to flip it on its head and give a different perspective and do something you know I guess different with the, you know, uh, with the formula of a home alone movie. And I, I kind of appreciate that, but then also it doesn't work at all for a lot of the reasons that we're saying. And I think having it from the point of view of Kevin in those first two movies, and you're, you're as much dealing with him being literally home alone and being a child and the scariness of all that, um, more so well, than, like the furnace, right? Yeah. Like your own imagination getting the best of you. And that's ultimately why he needs to protect himself so much from the, uh, the criminals in the first movie is because he is a child and he's scared where here. I never, you never feel like Max is like anxious about being home alone or anything. He's a precocious, he's like, self-aware kid. Who's yeah. also kind of an asshole. And like, yeah. you, 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 you want to, I don't, I don't like saying this, but you kind of almost want him to get his comeuppance. In Absolutely, a weird way. dude. Absolutely. Like you're waiting you're for cheering. something, like one of the traps to kind of backfire yeah. on him yeah. um, in a way that that kind of works. But then again, like, like you, like, I understand the first Home Alone, there's a certain nostalgia that we have for that movie because we neither are great movies. Don't I would, wrong. I would argue though, after watching this and, and, and watching Home Alone almost on a yearly kind of basis. Yeah. There is something novel about that. First Absolutely. Movie. One, it's better written than I think it gets credit for. Two, I think there's something to say about a movie being shot on film. Sure. That looks great. I think that John, John Williams', Williams score, score is, is iconic. Excellent. Yeah. And and the like we both you know already mentioned that Joe Pesci and, and Daniel Stern are a lot of fun in that film. But I actually do think Catherine O'Hara is so good in that movie like she is so warm so likable she's stern when she has to be but she is the perfect embodiment of a decent mother and somebody that is also more complicated than what that movie required and like even when she is making her way back 
to Chicago because obviously, you know, it was written by John Hughes and John Hughes is, was a, a Chicago based filmmaker. Um, and, and Chris Columbus, you know, who went on to do the Harry Potter movies, you know, they created that location and that's why it also takes place there. Um, you know, the people that she interacts with, she's never condescending or cruel or racist. Like <laughs> the scene where she's with John Candy yeah, I was gonna and say the coconuts, yeah. she, she's like, okay, like, I, I don't know if this is my thing, but she warms up to them in a way that it's like, she's very grateful to have the ride back. And you never get that with the mum here. And it's just, again, this kind of feels like a series of scenes that have been put together. It's like, oh, you remember Home Alone? Well, we're kind of referencing certain things. And the things that we're referencing are also a little bit weird because there's this whole like ongoing joke with milk where like in the first Home Alone, you know, there's a mention of Catherine O'Hara's character is like, okay, make sure to drink all the milk before we leave because we're going to be gone for a while. And throughout the Home Alone series in, in the first three films, there's, there's these weird sort of nods to that and then in this there is that as well and then also another character we didn't really mention is that uh, Rob Delaney has a brother that comes in um, to kind of spend time with him and and, and his family played by uh, Timothy uh, Simmons who's probably best known for Veep who's very good on Veep and who's also in Goosebumps as one of the police officers as well Um, he's really obnoxious and then there's this whole thing of like I was and maybe I'm thinking too much about this but like if they're brothers and that doll is worth you know, $200,000 per se, it's selling online. Wouldn't he maybe want some of that money as well? Or like the idea that because the mom gave it to them, right? Yes. Or maybe that character is rich and you were thinking like, I think that's what they're implied. Yeah. Or is he going to step in and maybe help them? you know right with, with home because they they just were too sort of no the brother's just an asshole <laughs> yeah and like and that's probably too much thought and then like even the you know like the son who's stealing things and there's like there, there's this attempt at sly commentary at, as well with like you know the 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 son of timothy simmons's character stealing uh you know a, a black santa and then also the archie yates character doing this dress-up scene where he also dresses up in the mom's clothing where it's trying to be you know uh universally uh acceptable but also kind of but kevin does that too right yeah yeah but i think that there's something there where they're trying to say like you know this is gender fluid in some sure, way but sure. but it doesn't do it in a way that's really well no and that's like, the whole thing the movie just throw shit at you but it and it it's like is this trying to say something but it's not really like at no. all it's just ultimately a, a a kids movie and they don't want you to think too hard about it so i think like uh un- that's unfortunate because i again like i do think that there's some I, again i'm saying the the first two home alone movies aren't great movies but i i do think that there is something special about them and i do think that they're not bad movies i just don't um I think they do what we're saying here. It was like, they are ultimately kids movies with a lot of silly slapsticky stuff, but um, I feel like they have a heart uh, to them where I feel like they're just better written because they were the first ones to do it. Like, sure. I don't love home alone two, but home alone two does have moments. Like I I exact same movie. I do love the stuff with Tim Curry. Like I love the scene where he walks into the room and, and, and uh, what was the recorder? Uh, the talk back or no the or talk um, boy or, or yeah, yeah i had one of them i was obsessed that, that with is amazing like i love the uncle frank shower scene like that is to me that is the the peak comedic sequence in that film but yeah to your point it's it's and we'll be talking about this with ghostbusters as well where the first two ghostbusters movies it's, it's just the same film over again that but happened there, a lot but yeah but there is something charming about that first home alone movie that even though like a lot of you know older critics at that time didn't like it and i get it because you know you're 
you know, of a certain age, you're reviewing a kid's movie, but you look back at that and you think like, okay, the writing in this is actually a lot better than, you know, people gave it credit for in terms of the payoffs and setups and, and sort of little kind of, you know, nuggets that are out throughout the film. Like a lot of people in the last, you know, five years or so have always kind of been pointing out that, you know, uh, Kevin McAllister's passport ends up in the garbage early on. And that's a signifier that, you know, he, no matter what, he wasn't going to make it to France. And yeah. like that is kind of interesting. Like those details, you know, for a kid's movie, is a little bit more thought out than absolutely yeah than what you know the sequels are or what a lot of kids movies today are no that's not saying that kids movies today are bad but there's just something about being shot on film john williams's score the performances those things all add into something that are really you know again novel for you know the early 90s absolutely agree and you don't really get any of that here um, I f- couldn't find, I think it's the talk boy or something like that. Um, but th- that was amazing. Like, oh, yeah. I love that credit card. You got it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and I, again, I, those are classics, I think. And you just, this'll be kind of another forgettable kind of direct the video. Uh, and there is, there is a, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but there is a cameo that he's I, in I, the trailer quickly. Oh, right? he is. Yeah. Okay. Like they do show a, show a brief shot of it we don't need to say what it is in case people but i will say this i do like that actor quite a bit and i like what he's done in the last 10 years or so because again i'm i'm dancing around who it is but um he's he's been working with soderbergh a lot like Mm -hmm. he's in side effects and mosaic and he's actually in um kimmy coming up the uh zoe kravitz film but um this actor is great in blue ruin yes he is fantastic in that movie and so i really like that he's become this really solid in nebraska too um he's become this really solid character actor yeah and um of course he's a cop <laughs> of course oh, yeah but it's also <laughs> again and it also makes sense that he's very incompetent yeah yeah uh, it's really silly um not a great movie um again i i i'm a little bit softer on it just because i, I didn't Again, I didn't think too hard until we were discussing here, other than I I really did have a problem with the portrayal of, you know, the McKenzie's and how I'm not I'm fine with their portrayal. I just didn't I don't I think it's very hard to cheer on Max or even watch anything of even the stuff that he creates at the house isn't necessarily um, you can't even look at it from a creative standpoint because I'm just like these poor people, <laughs> like these yeah. poor people are being set on fire and nails through their fingers and like, and stuff like that, where I'm just like, it's brutal. The thumbnails um, are the worst because like, I was thinking like, okay, if, if that were to happen in quote unquote, the real world and that went into your eye, like how do you, how do yeah. you make that? funny my problem when they push the alarm and there's that nail on there where like, yeah and i get that that's alluding to the nail on um uh, what's it, on, yeah what? in the bass um, in, in the basement yeah. right when 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 um mm-hmm. that's brutal in itself yeah. too but it's just something visceral about you know seeing the nail go through someone's fingertip and i'm just like these poor people so i think that's what i had uh, uh you know a huge issue with but i don't think it's a, a a very good movie but um i don't know uh I, I don't think it's necessarily harmless, but I just don't care that much. Uh, I'm going to give it, man, I gave it, I'm bumping it down. I'm going to give it a two out of, uh, out of five. I'm going to give it a one and a half. Wow. You know, Eric really didn't like something when he goes under a two. 
Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Like I'm struggling even, I saw my family yesterday and my mom likes crappy Christmas movies. Right. And there's I, nothing like, wrong with that. I mean, there's yeah. tons of, Hallmark and I'm like, do I, and- do I tell her that to watch home alone or home sweet home alone? And I, I probably will. I'll just be like, cause she'll just put it on in the background as she's doing other things. Cause she just constantly watches christmas movies and it's new so she'll want to watch it but um, well all six are available on disney plus and like she could just go through all of them you yeah know, she or, do so. or even i usually though, only like, watch one and two every year and yeah because i never i had never seen i still haven't seen um four and five so i'm like weirdly curious to maybe watch those during to see the how they compare to this yeah but again like it, it's almost like you have to have um you know, you 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 have to have a certain filter. French Stewart on. is in number four. He plays Marv. Great. So yeah. Great. So four was it? You TV have to rate movie. these on a curve, right? Yeah. Um, we'll wrap up in a sec, everyone. We've done thirty minutes on Home Sweet Home Alone. Jeez. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen the third one. Um, at the same time, four international spies working for a North Korean terrorist group. Yeah. What? Yeah. Good lord. That's funny. Um, four is called Taking Back the House, and it is a TV movie. Um, the film returns to the original's main character, Kevin, this time played by Mike Weinberg, and one of the two sticky bandits, Marv, played by French Stewart. Uh, Kevin's parents are now separated, and he lives with his mother. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, anyway, Oh, we should also funny. mention that the, that the script was co-written by Mike, uh, I think Mikey, Mikey Day. Day. Mikey Day. Streeter who's Seidel. SN- yeah, uh, who's an SNL. Uh, Streeter Seidel used to be a college humor guy. Yeah. That's where I recognize him from, too. Um, so Home Alone, The Holiday Heist is number five, which is with Malcolm McDowell. Um, oh, maybe one isn't like Halloween themed. Where did I even hear that? I don't know. Maybe you're thinking the predator. Oh yeah, ghosts. No, there's like there's ghosts in the fifth one <laughs> or okay. something. I mean, there are ghosts uh, in in, you know, Christmas stories, right? Like oh, it's, yeah. it's not Oh yeah. Anyway, um <laughs> oh, the one thing I I did kind of laugh at before we go is yeah. the remake. Uh the remake within a remake. Um I Oh, wanna, that joke? Yeah, I actually thought that was like it's very uh obvious um i hate using the but, word meta now because of yeah, facebook but yeah. like that's like sure. a self-aware kind of moment of but the i film, think right? it is pretty and i don't love the line of like oh the uh the originals are always better than the remake kind of thing like wink at the camera i think that's maybe one step too far but um i do like what they are watching on the tv and i think yes. that is very funny for people who are fans of the original movie like that was the one moment where i was like oh shit that that's really funny. <laughs> and I'm like, right. not even like laugh out loud funny, but you're just like, I could see them having fun with that of pitching going like, oh, let's have them watching this thing, which is a remake from the movie that he's watching in the original movie. Like, I think that's funny. Yeah. Um, anyways, I'll end on that. I'll end on a positive note. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, like we mentioned, happy Disney plus day for those who celebrate. Um, uh, it's now over, but, uh, Eric and I did do a conversation about all the Disney plus day announcements. Um, we covered that in a separate thing, not on our main show because, um, on our main show, the 106th episode of the untitled movie podcast, we talked about our trip to LA. We went to LA for 24 hours. Uh, so go check that out. Episode 106, uh, conversation on Disney plus day also available for you guys. We also have reviews up right now for, uh, Ghostbusters afterlife, uh, red notice, 
um, and others. So go check out Untitled Movie Reviews for those are actually right on that channel. So go uh, check those out. Uh, on YouTube, you can find us. Just search for Untitled Movie Podcast and we'll pop up there. Uh, podcast service of choice. Go to our letterbox. You'll find all of our links, which is Untitled underscore cast. That's probably the easiest place to find everything that we do uh thank you all for listening or watching my name is matt Rohrbeck. you can find more of my work around the internet but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com and you can uh, follow me on all those social medias at matt Rohrbeck. and i'm eric march and you can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinema scene and on the social medias at em6211 until next time merry christmas you filthy animal <laughs> <laughs>